I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Bow down to the, bow down to the king. All right, let's tweet this link. Oh, this is weird. There we go. All right, where'd everybody go? All right, I tweeted the link. How many people are even in here? Four. All right, let's give it a minute. Let's wait for some people to show. That was a bummer, huh? Okay. What did this box score look like? All right, I'm sure some people are here by now. Okay, there we go. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz, your director of fun and games for the evening. Tough loss. Definitely, definitely, definitely a tough loss, one you don't want to take against a team below you in the standings. But their last regulation loss was February 1st. I think we can forgive this one. Um, it was just one of those nights. They just couldn't seem to get the legs going. You saw it in spurts where they were just trying to manufacture some energy, try to get things going. They would put a couple good shifts together, and then Carolina would come back with a counterpunch. They'd get stuck, and it would just be hard to get it going again. Um, you can't love what you saw tonight just out of, um, you know, the uh, – the depth wasn't great. The, uh, I mean, Brandon Manning with another Brandon Manning-esque poor performance in his defensive zone. Uh, that fourth line chasing that matchup all night with the uh, with Carolina's first line, I just didn't understand. So the, there were a lot of things not to love about the performance tonight. Um but overall, I think it's just one of those games. The thing that kills you is that you have a uh, a whole bunch of oh, goddamn. No, I don't. Just leave me alone with the stupid ass updates. I'm busy. I'm clearly in the middle of something. I know you're watching me, computer. Like, just know that I'm busy. Uh, I wanted to check the schedule. You know, all the stuff they spy on you over. You'd think they'd make things a little more convenient for you. That's all. That's all. All right, so they open the month with a regulation loss tonight uh, at Tampa on Saturday, at Florida on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. Then uh, you have Pittsburgh at home. Then you're at Boston Thursday, home against Winnipeg Saturday. This is this is a tough road ahead, guys. Uh, Vegas Monday the 12th, Columbus on Thursday the 15th, then Carolina again at Carolina the 17th, Washington the 8th. Jesus, they have a ton of back-to-backs. I mean, just a, a brutal schedule coming up, just a ton 
of uh, just a ton of tough games. And that's while I'm not going to panic over one game because they have been playing well. And when they weren't able to put full efforts together, uh, they pulled games out. And uh, you were just seeing a lot of encouraging signs. The young kids stepping up, I think, uh, Patrick played pretty well again tonight. I think Lindblom played pretty well again tonight. Konechny gets the only goal. Uh, I, I still think there you can find encouraging things, but on a night where you're like, all right, we need to bank these two points because points are going to be hard to come by over these next couple of uh, over these next couple of weeks leading into the playoffs, uh, you kind of you kind of came out flat. And I just, you know, again, I'm not going to get crazy about this one, but it's. Uh, it's a bummer because you kind of you didn't need it. It's not a must-win game of any kind. But when you look at the schedule ahead, um, you know you're thinking, all right, we need these two, and then we're kind of hopefully going to play 500 hockey for the rest of the month, basically. Um, something my friends are saying in my group text to keep me positive is maybe this is good. Maybe this is a bit of a wake-up call. I heard Sean Couturier today whether it was on pregame or maybe Philly Sports Talk, something where they were talking to Couturier and some other players in the locker room, asking him about the current stretch, the good streak they were on. He said, you know, it's nice, but uh, you, you, can't be, you, you can't be satisfied with it. You can't just go, oh, yeah, we're playing well. That's good. Uh, maybe they came into tonight just thinking we're better than Carolina. You know, maybe that's the thought, and Carolina – really fighting to stay alive in the wild card race. Uh, they needed this one tonight. They got it. They got the two points. It's not a three-point game. They come into Philly and win. So maybe this is a bit of a wake-up call. Maybe they come out re-energized. Maybe it's just uh, that little bump in the road that, that sets them up. Maybe this is like the Seattle loss was for the Eagles. That's what I'm thinking. All right, you know, you you played a desperate team, and they they beat you. They needed to beat you. Uh, maybe we can look at it that way, but it's all about what they do next. That's what it's always been about. Every time uh, they've dropped a game basically since December uh, because they've been on this incredible run since the beginning of December, um, I've said, all right, it's all about what they do next time because if it doesn't become a trend, it's just one game. If they win two of the next three, uh, right back to playing good hockey, they look fine, cool. Uh, so that's really all I've got. Let's get to your stuff. This isn't going to be a super long one tonight because they lost. And honestly, it's to me, my analysis is one of those nights. Like, remember Charlie Manuel? Nah, that's baseball. That's hockey. You play 82 of these things. It's not going to go well every night. Uh, I will be more concerned if the game looks similar uh, next time out. But let's get to your stuff. Let me just scroll up, start as high up as I can, and work my way down. Uh, maybe confirmation bias, but I thought Manning and McDonald were especially bad tonight. I think McDonald is usually just McDonald, but Manning had another just oof, oof performance in the defensive zone. Well, gang, all good things must end. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to look at it. If they come out and start playing some good hockey after this, you can overlook this one. It's all about what they do next. Got to give credit to the Canes. They played desperate and hungry. And for Stahl, yeah, absolutely. That's got to be a little bit of it, too. I mean, you don't want to put it all on something like that, but it's an emotional one for the Canes. They, wanna, they wanted to do this uh, for Stahl tonight, uh, and they needed it for their spot in the standings. This is a fight. Uh, last, uh, Let me check the scores. 
Last I looked, yeah, uh, Bruins beating the Penguins 8-4, to so it looks like the Flyers won't lose any ground to the Penguins. And Panthers-Devils tied 1-1. So that's still the uh, score there, yeah, with um, 14 minutes left in the third. So they're chasing the Devils, you know, right there in the division and right there in the wild card, so they kind of need, uh, need to make some ground up there. Just didn't have a good night. Love our Flyers. Yeah, that's... Got shellacked at home. Ah, the score is different than what I saw tonight. I just saw a team that just couldn't get it going tonight. Like, they would make a play, and then someone would fumble the puck, and uh, they just got a little sloppy in their own end. I, I, like, I don't want to... They didn't play well. That's easy. That's obvious. But... I, I just think it was one I just think it was a bad one bad night. Manning with the most TOI 2148 tonight. Played like top pair minutes. How can that be justified? Yeah, that was a that was a real head scratcher. Like I said they were chasing that matchup. Um they were chasing that matchup with the fourth line on on Carolina's first, but they were also using a five-man group of the the Philpola Latera Weiss line with Gudis and Manning, and if you're going to chase that matchup, that's letting the other that's letting Carolina set your lineup. You know, that's letting them we're going to have your worst players out on the ice if that's how you're going to do it. Your five most your your least effective five-man group is going to be out there a lot because you're going to be chasing this matchup. I would have gone with that matchup. Uh, if I'm Carolina, I, I would have put that line on the ice 35 minutes tonight. Just uh, you, they would have won nine to one. You know, I, I didn't understand that coaching decision at all. And you know, I've been trying to give Hack some slack, yeah, trying to give Hack some credit lately. But this was one of the nights where you just go, "Geez, Dave, you, you got to see." You know, Couturier needs to be out there against them, not Philpola. Like, we need to get Patrick more ice time. We need to get that Lawton line some more ice time because that's your energy line. And uh, if, uh, for a team that badly needed some energy tonight, uh, I think Lawton uh, – what is it? Lawton, Lear, and uh, Raffle, the Honeybees reunited. I think, you know, that probably could have helped too. Just anything but that five-man group. Like, it's, it's letting Carolina set your bench. And why would you – that's bad coaching. It was a poorly coached game tonight. As while I will say they were just due for one, this was a poorly coached game tonight from pulling out. I know Wheel hasn't been great lately, but to think that Weiss or Laterra give you a better chance to win than Jordan Wheel is just incorrect. I don't care what kind of criteria you're going by. It's incorrect evaluation. Too many passes at the skates. Yeah, everything was just a little off tonight, and that's what I'm trying to balance. I'm trying to balance between, you know, they just weren't good tonight. They just weren't on, and the coach could have done a lot more to help them out. I, I think it's a 50-50 split down the middle uh, between coach and players tonight. It was just... It was just a bad game for everybody, everybody up and down. I bet the trainers had a bad night. You know, I bet Ron Hextall didn't like his lunch today. I bet yet everybody had a bad day today. Why was Wheel out? Uh, I've looked at his game logs haven't been great recently. He He's on a – he's supposed to be in a depth scoring role, and he hasn't been scoring, and uh, they need him to do that. And he's just been on the ice for a lot of goals against lately. 
and you know this coach looks at plus minus. With everybody except Brandon Manning, he looks at plus minus, apparently. Um, I thought it was a bad decision, uh, especially when you have Weeson. Okay, you're going to give Wheel a night off, scratch a guy here and there. I, that doesn't bother me, you know. You pull him out, you re-motivate him for the next two weeks, whatever. That's cool with me. Maybe he just needs a night off. Maybe he's worn down. He's never played this many games at the NHL level. It's a hard thing to do. Um, but uh, keeping Weeson Laterra in the lineup for him, that's crazy. All good things must come to an end. Kind of a bummer, but heck, let's get a new win streak started next game. And that's how they have to look at it. That's how we should look at it, I think. I'm going to hold back. I'm not going to criticize them hard because, like I said, it's just one of them. But if this becomes a trend, say they lose a couple in a row and the effort kind of looks like tonight and it's not just a one-game clunker, it's who they look like they're turning into, then it's an issue. But I think we should look at it that way, and I hope the players look at it that way. Throw this tape away. Fuck this game. Next one, we're the Flyers again. Manning is an offensive D-man being mislabeled. I'm telling you, Joe. I'm telling you, Joe. That's the truth. The kid isn't bad in the offensive zone. I'm not saying he deserves to even be playing because his entire, his complete game is not good. But he has some ability in the offensive zone. He's not completely lost there. But using him in a grit, fourth line, like shutdown, penalty-killing role is completely incorrect. I put this one on the coach because we knew they were going to lose again sometime, but they have to be ready for a team like the Canes. When you are at the top against a division team trying to get in the playoffs, you need your A game. Sitting wheel because he's playing bad and continuing to ice Weasley, Aaron Manning is insanity. Chris, I don't disagree. Like I said, I think this is a 50-50 split between the coaches and players. Uh, they were due for one, but the coach didn't do anything to help him tonight. Should have double-shifted Lutera and Weiss, probably. Wish they could have worked that deal out with the Senators for something a little less than they asked for. Think Hexy would have pulled the trigger. Maybe Sanheim and a third-rounder would have been more acceptable. I think it was all about Sanheim. I, I think Hextall would be fine parting with a pick at this point, but uh, when you ask for basically two first-round picks in Sanheim plus a pick, uh, it, it was a non-starter. If it was more in a, Moran in a first or you know, something like that, uh, I think he would have gone for it. But I just think uh, Sandheim is a non-starter for him. He's, I think they, they still believe in Sandheim as a top-four puck-moving defenseman. It's just not his time yet. I agree with that. But, uh, yeah, for Mike Hoffman. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, uh, and I think – I disagree that it's not his time right now. I think he'd be improved. I think he would make this team much better. Um, but they're just not there yet with him. But in the long haul, I do believe the organization as a whole believes in Sanheim a lot still. Lear change was a wash. I get why you make the change, but but was a bust. I like him, but yeah, Wheel to me is a bit more creative with the puck. But he hasn't had Jack to show for it. Yeah, and that's the... I think Wheel has a lot of good shifts, shows a lot of flash. I would... 
you know, maybe experiment with moving him down to the fourth line. I would love Lear in for Weiss. That's a good move to me. I think that makes you better. Uh, Lear in for Laterra. I think that makes you better. It makes you faster. Um, I, I, I didn't like the lineup decision at all tonight. They looked really tired, which is odd considering they had two days off. But I will say when this team gets on a roll, they like to play. They're a lot like a goalie. When they get hot, they want to keep it going, and they're going to have a chance. They have a ton of back-to-backs coming up. They're getting into the uh, into the meat of the schedule. Be nice to see Oduya come in, man, and go out. Now that the streak is over, I'm not crazy about Oduya. I, I get why they brought him in, and I think he's fine as a depth defenseman if someone goes down. Uh, I just think he's kind of old and slow, and I don't think this team needs to get any slower. I'm going to lose my mind if Hack keeps relying on the fourth line to play against top lines. Yeah, I don't understand why if you're going to go with a um, if you're going to go with a grit versus skill matchup, why you wouldn't go Honeybees versus uh, a top line just because they have some. Yes, they're you know a third, fourth line, but they have some speed. Uh, maybe they don't create on offense a ton, but at least they get into the offensive zone. They put pressure on a team uh, with their speed. I I really didn't understand that matchup at all tonight. And if he keeps with it, it's something that could be detrimental down the line. Oduya has visa issues. I did hear that during the broadcast. Um, but even if he had been here, I. I don't think he improves your defense all that much over Manning. As much as I don't want Manning in, I just seven who's here because he's an experienced old dude. Uh, just kind of, I think he's here to practice with the guys. You know, I think he's a good practice player. If someone goes down for like in, in warmups or in the morning skate or something, they can plug him in and get by with him. But I don't expect him to play much of a role, if any role, beyond that. Didn't understand sitting wheel over Lear just when Hackstall starts to look the part. He goes and does a puzzling lineup change like this. Yeah, like I said, I don't mind pulling wheel out of the lineup for a night in a vacuum if it's just like, hey, maybe he needs a night off. He hasn't been playing well, needs to reset, recharge, whatever you want to say. Uh, you want to get a point through to whatever. If it's just for a night, cool. Uh, I just don't get pulling him out when Weiss and Laterra are still in the lineup, two wingers who are worse than him. They're just worse. That's all there is to it. Really predictable, headed into a tough schedule. Carolina hungry, and after that run, they need to take a breath. If they play 500 over next four, all good. Yeah, that's, you know, if they come out and they're hungry because of this, if they're pissed about what they did tonight and they want to prove something over the next couple games, you know, this might be helpful in the long run. Manning was extra awful. He was not good. Anyone think Jake is trying to do too much on his own? He looks like my be a pro sometimes, taking on two to three guys instead of making the simple play. Sometimes, yes, but also I don't want Jake making a simple play. I want him challenging the defense at all times. That's what he's out there to do. Uh, I think he should rely on his line mates a little more, especially now that he has a line mate in Nolan Patrick who is able to take some of the um, – he's able to take some of that pressure off of him in terms of controlling the puck and in terms of distributing the puck. I think he should use Patrick a lot the a lot more like the way he used Giroux. 
Um, you know, uh, yeah, he tries to do too much sometimes, and you see him get get kind of get kind of trapped where he is in those like one on two situations, one on three situations. But I do want him pressuring the defense at all times because he's the type of guy he gets in those one on three situations. That means there's two guys open, and he can slip it through for an easy, you know, for basically an easy undefended shot, you know, to whoever he sets up. Um, but I do think he needs to depend on Nolan Patrick a little more as a guy who can control the puck, carry the puck, distribute the puck, and Jake should go to the net a little more. But we know what kind of player Jake is. He's going to do that stuff. I just wish he did it a tiny bit less. Not even less, just depended on Patrick more. I wish they put more on Patrick's plate. This was a game where Hackstall's bad lineup decisions and player usage came back to bite the team. Absolutely, and it was funny. Uh, there was a uh, article on NHL.com, I believe, today about how player deployment and the way he's used, uh, the way he's used Provorov and Ghost, the way he split up Jake, the way he moved, and all this stuff that he's done that's led to this winning streak. Uh, basically, and not just the winning streak, just their extended period of above-average play since you know the beginning of December, basically, uh, and how that's led to their you know their success since December. Uh, and tonight, you know, Brandon Manning leads the team in ice time. Just of course. Should Wheel play on the fourth line? Might give the lineup uh, a boost, and Wheel is still in the lineup. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Um, be interesting to see what happens when Simmons comes back, I guess, next week. Uh, I thought maybe he'd be back by this weekend, but I think Hextall said yesterday he was about 10 days away still, I believe, was the uh, was the estimate. So next week, um, at some point, he'll be back. It'll be interesting to see how they set up the lines, um, you know, maybe get Reed involved in that fourth line, anything to get this fourth line just a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, Wheel could be interesting in that situation. Maybe you go Lawton with Simmons and Raffle, something like that, get uh, get Wheel on that fourth line. I'd be into that. Send Keith Jones back to Korea. Yeah, I'm a Jonesy. I mean, you're undefeated while you're over there, bud. Wheel, Philpola, Lear, there, fix the fourth line. Dave Haxtall doesn't like logic, though. Uh, I mean, let's not go nuts over one game. They've been on a, a really good run since the beginning of December. Hey, Bill, do you think Simmers will be back for Tampa? It doesn't sound like it. Johnny Oduya is an old Brandon Manning. Eh, Why doesn't Hackstall make adjustments between periods down 3-0 going to the third when Carolina is all over these little fast backhanded passes? Why not adjust and simplify play? I mean, they've had a lot of comeback wins recently. I wouldn't say uh, wouldn't say they don't make adjustments. Um, this is how they play. Sometimes it's not going to work, but, I mean, if, if you want to play dump and chase hockey, you're just never going to get the puck back. Hack actually used his timeout. That's actually I like that a lot because I hate, especially in these situations, um, I absolutely hate putting the second 
uh, power play unit out there. And now that uh, Nolan Patrick's on the first unit and Brandon Manning's back out there in the second unit, it's just uh, it's it's useless. Um, I will say I kind of wish he pulled his goalie there because why the hell not? You get it? Awesome. If not, you were going to lose anyway. So uh, I really would have loved them. They win that face off, get Morozik off the ice. At least the Bruins are smacking the Penguins around. How's that game going now? This is still 8 4. It says 8 4 with 16 seconds left. And the Panthers are back up on the Devils with uh, five minutes left. So that's uh, that's good. If nobody gained ground on the Flyers tonight, that's, uh, that's a positive. Will they re-sign Manning this offseason? Someone who gets top minutes like him and plays in all situations, wouldn't that suggest he'll be back? I mean, he normally doesn't get top minutes. I think it was a bit of an aberration tonight. He usually gets third-pair minutes. Um, I wouldn't mind. That's the thing, is uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him back if I knew they were going to use him as the seventh defenseman. But since I know they're not going to, um, I, I really don't want to see him brought back. That's I wouldn't mind it at all if I knew he was the seventh guy. Uh, and with the guys who are going to have to be ready by next year, I mean, there's no way Sam Moran can be in the AHL next year. It's just absolutely nonsensical to have him in the AHL. Um, the good thing about Sanheim is he does have some NHL experience, so it's not like you'll be plugging in a guy um, next season who's brand new to the league. He's He's done – well in some spurts in the NHL. He had some bad puck luck. You know, he struggled a little here and there, but overall I thought he played pretty well for a rookie defenseman um, on a team that was overall the whole time he was here not playing all that well. Um, so it's not like you're plugging in a brand-new rookie. So it'll be him and Moran. I just don't see a spot for Brandon Manning. Um, so I, you know, they didn't bring back Vandevelde, so that's my uh, – they didn't, you know, they didn't bring back Nick Schultz. So hopefully Hextall sees the light and takes away one of the coach's favorite toys again. Just keep doing that, you know. Expose Belmar to the expansion draft. Just don't re-sign Vandevelde. Just don't re-sign Schultz. Take away the guy's toys. It was a clunker, but they are still in second in the Metro. Few lineup changes. Everything should be solid. And, yeah, that's how I look at it, too. The only problem is the lineup is the consistent issue with this coach. When you have Matt Reed back, scratching wheel isn't so bad on paper, but Reed not playing over Weiser Laterra is what's bad. Better option instantly available, but Hack loves his trash, and they are trash. As a Pang fan, Yuri Laterra and Dale Weiss are trash players who don't deserve our applause. Yeah, I would. I, I've been saying all year. I think, I, like, I am ready for the Matt Reed era to end. Don't get me wrong; um, it's over for him here. But this year, right now, uh, he's definitely better than at least one of Weiser Laterra. Like, he'd be an upgrade taking one of them out of the lineup for him. Um, and if Lear was in there for the other, and you know, you have Wheel in the third line, I just, you know, they're not going to do it. I hate it so much. It seems so simple. It seems so simple to put this lineup together. 
Every time Manning was on the ice, there was a fucking turnover. That guy is straight garbage. He had some plays tonight that were really like, are you kidding me? And the thing that kills you is because you always have in the back of your mind, I know for a fact Sanheim would get benched for this. And then you look at Manning. Uh, I know we've said he led the team, but I actually haven't looked at the time on ice report. Uh, where did you go? Box score. Here we are. So let's see. Gudis, 21-12. Wow. Robert Haig, 15-18. Ivan Provorov, 2010. Brandon Manning, 21-43. Led the way. Andrew McDonald, 16-54. Shane Gostisbehere, 21-32. And that is with three minutes and 14 seconds of power play time. So, yeah, the only... Wow. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. That is incredible, Coach. You just let the Carolina Panthers dictate your bench. That's incredible. Wheel is still young. He'll be fine. Yeah, I don't. I you know, Wheel as a as bottom six scoring depth. I love him. I love him in that role. Uh, I really like him as a third line winger. Uh, something like that. Um, but he needs to do a little more. He, he does need to be producing more than he is. That said, even with him on a cold streak, he's better than some of the players who played tonight. What does Hack see in Manning exactly? It's frustrating. I, I wish I could answer that for you. He fights. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping like hell we make the playoffs. Tommy. Tommy, relax. They're making the playoffs. Hopefully they can win on my birthday this Sunday. Second consecutive year lost to the Caps in OT last year. Hopefully they win Sunday. Would like a win Saturday too. If they win one of the next two, I'll be real happy. The thing with Oduya versus Manning is Oduya isn't going to make as many mistakes as Manning does every night, or at least he shouldn't. Yeah, getting burnt is a mistake. Like, I just, I guess, but, I mean, Philpola yeah. has been exclusively awful for a while now. He looks like he has slowed down significantly as he is constantly stripped of the puck. Yeah, I mean, Philpola hasn't looked nearly as good as I thought he looked at the end of last season when they acquired him, um, but I do believe playing with two wingers who were just any bit better than the two worst players on the team um, would help him a lot. And in a fourth-line role, I don't hate it just because he knows he knows what to do. He might not be capable of doing it all the time, but he's just a guy who knows what to do. And if you played him with two better wingers, I think he'd be okay. Who do we see as potential first-round opponent? Wouldn't mind the Bolts or Caps. Uh, well, they, they're not going to play the Bolts unless they fall to the second wild-card spot. Um, the Caps, it's going to be Caps or Penguins in all likelihood. Do you think the Flyers will make the playoffs? My thought is no. What is the matter with you people? Have you not looked at the standings? Relax. They're fine. It will take a big collapse to miss the playoffs.
Caps are always beatable in the spring. That's true. I don't like the the Caps aren't the Caps that we've seen um, in uh, during their run of being really good in the regular season. While they've choked in the playoffs, they've still been a good team. I don't see that same team. Please, God, let Limblom push Weiss out when Simmer is back. Um, I really, really would love to see Limblom get a couple of points uh, before Simmons is back uh, just to solidify his spot. Um, but I kind of just think that the lines makes more sense with Limblom in the lineup. That's all. I think I would love to see Simmons play on the third line with Lawton and either, uh, you know, Wheel or Raffle, one of them and um, get him those first-line first power play minutes because he's a power play monster and reduce his role at 5-on-5 five five because, you know, he's not, a, he's not an awesome 5-on-5 five five player, Simmons. Uh, so if, if you're able to reduce his role a bit at 5-on-5 five five and get the most out of him on the power play, that's what I want to do. Uh, and Limblom, just let him continue to develop. He and Patrick seem to have a good chemistry. Uh, he's going to get one. Like, it's just, you see it. He gets so many chances, and he's always in the right spot. A couple, it's going to happen. Like, he's going to have, I kept saying it with Konechny the whole first half of the year. He's just going to have that one breakout, and everything will be fine. And I'm just seeing the same thing with Limblom. He just needs to get that one, you know. He just needs to get the monkey off his back. Eight four final. Uh, in that game is the uh, how's the other game going? Panthers up three two now with twenty nine seconds left. Eh, all right. Keep me posted on the Devils Panthers game. It would be nice to see the Devils go down in regulation. Sandheim should be up now. I fully agree. Expose Weiser Laterra to the expansion draft. Well, I mean, that's a little while away. I hate to say it, but I really think Provy looked stronger with ABAC. I'm not even going to read the rest of that. He did not. Um, he was stuck in his defensive zone all the time with Andrew McDonald. He is on offense all the time with Shane Gostisbehere. It's not even close. You can't play games like this when you're fighting for a playoff spot and don't show up in your home ice. God, you – it's one game. You can't win every game. How many playoff games do you think Limblom will suit up for? All of them. Provy is being given more leeway, being with Ghost. He's doing what he wants and what he's able to. Yeah, it's it's crazy that you think he would be better off. You know what would happen? We'd have no effective defensive pairings. If, if we went back to splitting up Ghost and Provorov, we'd have no effective defensive pairings because all of them would be with suboptimal partners. At least the Flyers have... 
one effective defensive pairing. And I'm confident in saying this because I see what the first half and the second half of the season was like when we decided to do this. I wouldn't mind sending Weiss down to the Phantoms, uh, be a great mentor to the kids. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Weiss is a Phantom um, soon, like next season. That game's final. Panthers win in regulation. So the Devils lose. And the Penguins lose. So we're going nuts about the Flyers losing when the two teams they're right there with also lost. The Shen trade always looked good. That was a good trade. All right, guys, that is all the time I have for you tonight. Like I said, uh, it's it's fine. It's one game. It's what they do from here that matters most. You can't. They play eighty-two of these things. They were due for one of these. Uh, yeah. The coach didn't help him tonight, but it was just one of those games. Uh, I will be back. I don't know when. Let me look at the schedule here. It is now March. Back-to-back -back weekend games. I will definitely be back probably Wednesday and Thursday next week. I don't know who's going to be on the weekend. It could very well be me, but we always fight over who does the weekend post games because I don't like working weekends. Come on. All right, we're reconnected. Yeah, so uh, that's it for me tonight. Have a great week, everybody. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly.